episode 43. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Into the 99, where we have 99 cards called Commander's Number One, and I am one of your hosts, Sherman. I'm Hope. I'm Daniel. And I'm Brian. And we're all finally back together. Yeah, finally, we were, for anyone who doesn't know and hasn't been talking individually with us, we've been kind of just redesigning our recording space to sound a little bit better so this is our first time actually in it together so i'm really excited to see how it turns out let us know what you think of the sound later on at the end of the episode and uh let's get into what we're talking about today i was forgetting what you guys look like <laughs> anyway <laughs> come into the what, store what's up what's going on today sherman today we are asking or we're answering not asking well we will be asking but we are answering questions because we asked uh or we posted saying like hey what kind of questions do you want us to try to answer and get our opinions on and a few people replied to us and um, gave us some questions. So we're going to go through them. Um, well, and, and throughout the year as well, like we just through the Instagram, through the Facebook, we get a bunch of questions here and there. It's, we, we talk with people pretty frequently for anyone who isn't in the Discord. We are in a very active Discord. Mm-hmm. So we just see lots of questions come through from multiple people. So this is kind of like a compilation of all of that. Yeah, it's a compilation. Into the 99 like- fact. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> But yeah, we get like we like Sherman's on Reddit, so he sees a lot of these frequently asked questions that that are on the Reddit pages. Uh, we actually engaged our community to see what they wanted us to ask, as well as just questions that we see in our Discord chat room. So it's gonna be a very uh, and then I think we each uh, have a few questions that we want to ask each other to get our own opinions on. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's let's start it off with the first one, Sherman. You can let us know the first question here. All right, cool. So this one is from. Adam the Gathering on our um, Instagram, okay? He's like, hey, guys, long-time listener, first-time caller, happy <laughs> face. I would love to know your thoughts on how legendary creatures have been affected as the more popular EDH has become. So, let's kind of just go around, I guess, the group and talk about it. I'll start. I think that they are overpowering a lot of them. The mm-hmm. Brawl decks, I think, were the pinnacle of commanders that were too strong for what they were. Because they were trying to force Brawl to be a, a thing. thing. The, the Brawl decks, every one of those commanders is powerful. Chulain is great. Uh, Alila is very, very strong. The ability to get tokens when you cast non-creature spells is a theme of itself. Flying even, tokens that she buffs. Even looking at what would be objectively the weaker of them, like Sir Gwen is still a very good commander. Yeah, Sir Gwen, the pure steel paladin. Yeah, I've gotten smacked by her yeah. Oh, yeah. so many times. Well, yeah, and, that's and she, an I think you deck. are right that she is the weakest of them. Uh, Korvold became an instant competitive one. He replaced Prosh for the ability to actually draw cards when he sacrificed things in general. Yeah. And he's just an annoying commander. He New comes king of in Jund. big all the time. He is one of the Jund kings, I would say. Well, the fact that, like, Every, like off the bat, um, with the brawl decks, like Corval is seen in CEDH now. Yep. Okay. Chu Lang is like used constantly because like it's great. It's a great commander for beginners. Okay, because you get to learn to, how to do the triggers. It's really really simple. You're ramping. Well, beginners to advance. Like he, there's so many good loops you can do. He is a great mm-hmm. control, but like we said in the episode, he does. What you're just mentioning, he introduces you to a lot of triggers, to the stack and to timing, to like, the difference between a cast trigger and an enters. Well, yeah, and, like and, I get so confused with all of my triggers playing yeah. my two lane deck. Like I just sit there, I'm like, like yesterday I played it, I won with an infinite combo, but I had to be told that I was able to go infinite because I was looking <laughs> at it going, what? <laughs> yeah. So, but okay, so with regards to legendary in general, I think that's a really good way to put it. Is that like the power creep is definitely there, and Especially, like, if you look at, quote-unquote, like, old legendary creatures. Like, some of them are, like, vanilla tutus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was, like, way back in Legend. But, like, I, th- no, I like think... No, like, Kamigawa. <laughs> I think they did, like, the... What they did the best was back in Dominaria. Mm. We had uncommon legends. Yes. The, the Their abilities were decent. Like, they weren't super, super strong, but you could still work around it. Well, and they were a lot more affordable and also easy to crack if you're just buying packs. The, I, I did like the Uncommon Legend cycle a lot. I hope that they're obviously going to have to do it in Commander Legends. They can't come out. It's either 70 new legendary creatures or 200 legendary creatures. Either <laughs> way, it's, it's way mythics. too many. For, <laughs> like, they, you can't stuff 70 rare legendary creatures, rare and mythic, into a set that's just insane. Right, that would, so that'd be cool though if you 
open up a booster pack and there's like although like the 15 minus land and token is like all of them are rare of legends <laughs> it's like or yeah. could you imagine if they did like even lesser like if they did common legendaries uh, well that's Ooh. what i was gonna i was just gonna bring that up is i think it would be really interesting to see a common legend and there is a following in the popper community that totally. it would be really really well received by they them, would I freak out yeah I think yeah. like even even with M twenty one with legendaries, so Vito and like yeah. Dragon have re- having powerful enchantment cards. Oh, Varduk, yeah, is such yeah. a good card. Like that in the uh, what was it, the Red Dragon um, that has the oh the treasure token one. Yeah, uh, no, I think it's the one that deals damage for oh, the Warstorm Surge Dragon. I don't think he's legendary, but he's still uh, he's still strong. He's still not. Yeah, I can't remember yeah. if he's actually legendary or not. But yeah, like looking at Vito, like every time you gain life, every opponent loses that much life. That like, that's, that's that, that. Well, yeah, he's an instant. He's an instant uh, yeah. slot into Aloro or into basically any Orzov life gain based deck. Or if you just wanted to go mono black and go hard. Yeah, yep. or yeah. or he like slots really easily into Edgar Markov. He has mm-hmm. the mana sync where he can be made to give everything lifelink. Like he's good and creature-based decks. He's just a great card, right? Mm-hmm. And you didn't have vampires like that. It sounds like I'm an old man. You didn't have that back, back in my in day. Back in my day. Ah. Back in my day, my vampires had to walk uphill both ways. <laughs> <laughs> right? They didn't, like they didn't fly. <laughs> yeah, they so didn't know how to fly it. It's, uh, it's definitely kind of an issue with a little bit of the power creep from them because that at a certain point, you have to replace... Other commanders. I, I just one of the articles I wrote about it was that it was just time to accept that there was better commanders than Prosh. Prosh is just no longer the food chain commander. And I held out through Tazri. I held out through First Sliver. I even held out through Corvold. But then Kazra and Ukima come out, and mm-hmm. they're they're just infinitely better options. So they are putting. I think they're looking at the themes that people like. And they're realizing, like, okay, well, Muldroth is extremely popular. What else can we do from the graveyard? Yeah. Right? They yeah. they are listening to the player base, I think. Graveyard yeah. has gotten so much love lately. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, even Tell me about it. I was looking oh, through uh, one of the people in our Discord posted their Muldroth list. And I was looking, and even the Gravebreaker Lamia, I forgot about that card that was uh, Theros. The, the fact that your spells from the graveyard are one less, like, so powerful. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that, too. That's yeah. excellent. So yeah. many cards. You're gonna forget so many. There's yeah. There's there's too many. And the last couple sets because they've almost been like rapid fire because of things getting delayed and whatever. Um, it like it's hard to take in all of those cards. Like it's just too much. You mean yep. our two week M twenty one break before Jumpstart? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, or two our two week Akoria break before M twenty one. Yeah. Well, it's, exactly. It was too much for me. My wallet can't take it. <laughs> my wallet and my heart and my building stupid binder pages. Tiny bones. Tiny bones. There's well, and that's even another one. Like they, they've made assault commander viable. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I think we should I, stop there because yeah. we do have yeah. Hay- Hayden's uh, Hayden's question or gatherer of gathering the magic ninety seven. Uh, uh, when will you be posting an episode or of the deck tech of the almighty tiny bones? So, All hail our lord and savior tiny bones. So first off, that is going to be a small bonus episode coming out likely this week. Sorry for the delay on it. Like I said, we were we were under construction, guys. For <laughs> but uh, the the fact that tiny bones is just such a silly commander, it that- really does show that they are putting a little more into the legendary slot than before. And I would like to see more legendary enchantments. I really like the idea of legendary like uh can be your commander enchantments things like that what are you gonna say there Hope? i was just gonna say um i don't want to get too into it but like the lore because i want you to talk about it but oh the yeah lore the... that has been released for tiny bones hilarious is just incredible oh, read it yet. but yeah oh, it's, it'll you'll you'll, you'll hear about it. it on the episode you'll you will it. you will absolutely it adore it so cute i look forward to learning tiny i just bones find is it our lord and savior to I just find it interesting oh good mood. i just find it interesting that like in commander uh-huh. up to two things that we hate to see in general is like mass land destruction or disc- hand discard and here comes tiny bones discard is and, a frustrating mechanic to yeah. deal with and it it's is. funny because like uh, like as you said brian like we tr- we're going on reddit we're answering questions and everything and i keep on seeing posts of people say like hey i Help me make a Tiny Bones commander where people will not hate me. And everyone's like, possible. that is not possible. <laughs> I, yeah. think, I think the only saving grace is that Tiny Bones is hella cute. My, yeah. my spoiler <laughs> for Tiny Bones is just like, accept your table's not going to be happy. And just be like, look how small he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look at how small and cute. It's a she. 
somehow annoying a package in a cute sheet. frame. <laughs> oh, I love her. We'll get on to the next one here. What's our next? Yeah, one? I could talk about how much I love Tiny Bones. For yeah, because that is an hour, that so. is its own little episode. Yeah. Um, do you have another one there, Brian? Yeah, I've got. Oh, I've got oh, one. Sorry, actually. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Respect. Um, so. <laughs> Uh, wait a question. Was, uh, how do you guys feel about the rising prices of magic prices of magic products? And I actually personally have an opinion on this, and I don't, I I don't have a problem. I understand that like like if you're looking to buy a booster box, same price that it always was. If you're looking yep. to buy a pack, same price that it always was. Commander decks are fifty bucks. They've always been fifty bucks ish. Ish. Yeah, they broke like, a little bit. Like last except year, for these but, new but, collector packets I, I coming at like, four hundred dollars. Premium like, stuff, that's, though. It's premium product. It's nothing that you can't already get. Like yeah. it's not like there's cards in there that I can't get. Like there, it's not like I can't get Nazusa. You know, I cracked one. It's not like I can't get Nugent. I cracked one. You know, um, the um, and it's not like I can't get special arts in normal sets. It's just shiny special arts. Yeah, that's very like true. Shiny. Like, yeah, we do like shiny. So, yeah, we do like sure shiny. Do. And like, I mean, if you have the money to dump, dump the money. There's definitely value there. But for me, I just I feel like if you want to get into magic, you don't have to spend a ton of money. I feel like if you want to upgrade your decks, you don't have to spend a ton of money. Get a get an SP card. Yep. You know, get like if if that if that's a real concern and you're just looking to play, then get a card that's a little bit damaged. Get a card that might have a similar effect but is uncommon. Get um like talk to people at your LGS to see like if there are other options that you can use that are a little bit more budget friendly. Um, there are options. I'm not saying that um, some things aren't expensive. Like obviously double masters is expensive, but like it's a master set. Like I don't know what you expect. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to, I have to say like where like we've mentioned this uh, a few times on other episodes is the price is for the speed. Yeah. There are always slower options that have uh, a slower go. Yeah. Um, or have a slower start, I should say. Or they the CMCs they come in tap two or, or three higher. Yeah. Um, yeah. They come in tap or it's a five instead of a three. Or, yeah. yeah. It's it, just the way it is. And like, like a lot of players will go online and use resources that are like, okay, we pulled from all these different deck t- deck lists and everything. And here's like the most common and all that stuff. But you have to keep in mind that there's over like what twenty thousand cards, and of of those twenty thousand, let's say okay, you only see like a hundred. There's yeah. probably other options, okay? Like there's a reason why you like you guys see me play the weirdest cards. Yeah, it's just because they're there and they are cheaper options, That's- and they're potentially very viable options. Yeah, it's just a matter of like what you're looking for, and the chances are that a lot of the cards that you see regularly. A lot of the time, it's because that's what's new and fresh and whatever right yeah, now. Standard and everything. Totally. Like or there's a new set that comes out, so everybody's playing the cool new card from the cool new set. Yeah, but that doesn't wants to get in on it. Well, that, and that doesn't mean that there's not something from like a super old set that does something very similar that you can get for a quarter. Yeah, yep. and that's that's the thing. It's just like most of the stuff that are coming out. Okay, is. Once again, it's a premium product. Like the Secret Lairs la- uh, Fetch Lands. Ugh. I am not buying it. I want them. Don't get me wrong. So I want them. The box is fantastic. The cases are nice and everything. But for five Fetch Lands, for how much was the price gun? 400 Yeah. Yeah, Canadian, yeah. 425 Well, let's even look at the fact that the Secret Lair has a birds option. You don't need the Secret Lair Birds of Paradise to play. It doesn't give you any advantage. No. The Secret Lair Birds doesn't tap for two mana of any color. Yep. It taps for the same. It does the same. It costs the same. The only difference is the artwork on it. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, I love the new artwork. Okay. Yes. I love the I shiny. I personally do too, yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it's something that I personally cannot afford. I know you can, Daniel. Yeah, we've got them, we've got them coming. Although they <laughs> yeah. see everything seems to be delayed. There's just, there's no winning with this. No. Yeah. no. But that's the thing. It's like even because I was laid off for a while because so was everyone. So like we had to take a break. Because it's you, just some sorry. You had to take a break. Well, it's like some, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's just not in the cards. Yep. Ha ha. I hate myself. This question, <laughs> the, the way that the answers have been, is also uh, it leads into one of the questions that I get all the time, which is how do you see deck variants from the EDH rec list? Basically, a lot of people right now are only building mm-hmm. whatever EDH rec says, and if they want. Uh, 
If they want a Tuvasa enchantment themed deck, they go to EDH Rec, they click Tuvasa, and they click enchantments. That's the deck they build. It's off that list. So a lot of it is what Sherman was just talking about. It's actually looking at the older cards and seeing different things. You don't have to build what's on it. That's just the EDH Rec just collects the most common things they see on their deck list. And the more people use that resource, the more common those cards are going to be. Um, another good option is if you find a theme that you like and you have a bunch of these cards that you've seen on EDH Rec and you really like that theme, take the keyword and like dump it into the gatherer. Yeah, yeah. that's very yep. true. That's what I if you like a constellation theme, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like search up like all dragons or yeah, like a tribe. Take, yeah, take those keywords and you can find all these other cards that you might not have necessarily been exposed to otherwise. Gatherer is one of the most powerful resources yeah. that I use Gatherer significantly more than EDH Rec. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. I I what? use Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, EDA Trek is an excellent place to start. I, that, there's, we're not saying that there's anything wrong with that by any means. We all use it. It's awesome. It's a yeah. great resource. But I think it should be taken at face value. Like, use it as a resource, not as a Bible. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I use EDA Trek a lot, um, especially with helping people. Because going through Reddit, a lot of people ask for uh, help with the deck text and everything. And it's like, I can... like. I can either go through gather and go through like my do my searches and everything and go to like 200 cards or I can go EDH rec, look at the theme that they want, look at the themes that other people have and try to come up with things that I know will help them and whatnot. And it's just very, very helpful in that. But if for for me personally, when it comes to to everything, I like I have I've mentioned it many times you if you want to get uh, better decks, you either spend money or you spend time. That is very true because like I've said many times, your time and your build can beat your meta. Yeah. It oh, doesn't yeah. need to be it doesn't need to be a money thing. Like you can it doesn't matter what people play, there's a budget way to beat them. Yeah, exactly. So, when it comes down to it, you know, like that's why like I come up with all these jank decks and everyone's like, "Oh, I've never seen these cards. I've never seen this kind of style." It's like, yeah, like, exactly. it's cuz I spend a lot of time. <laughs> so, uh, there's a card I play all the time in uh Feather uh feather the redeemed uh. and it's uh yeah exactly but <laughs> it's martyrdom and every time i cast that i play it with like something that gives my creature indestructible redirect all the damage for me to the indestructible and every time people are like what does that card do can i see that card <laughs> i'm waiting for someone to just rip it in half and then I, it's like eight, it's like 18 cents i'll buy another one that's the the white card that's like white 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 for casting costs i think it's just white white is it it's one of the two it's not very expensive it yeah. might only just very be white. odd though that it's like like but, white not like two and a white or yeah very weird but it's uh but it's redirect all damage to you uh that's been done for the turn retroactively even if it's enough to have killed the creature so you could just you can just dump it into it it's the most annoying card someone's gonna pull it out to rip it there'll be two more behind it i'm, <laughs> always, I'm always packing martyrdom <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so um, just to give uh, the shout outs. So the first oh, one about the rising prices, that was uh, one of our members in our discord, Just Jack. Um, and then the one regarding the EDH rec statistics and deck building, um, that's by Commander's Arsenal on Instagram. Um, and my thing is, I, I do use EDH rec a lot. Uh, yeah. But so as an example, um, Alila. I did look up Alila on EDH Rec, mm-hmm. and I skipped between the Artifact Tribal and the um, Enchantment Tribal. And so I try to build it around that, but then well, I do let, have to say that I, I rarely look at the Gatherer, but I really should. Let's let's not get it twisted. EDH Rec is a very, very good tool, and if you don't want to invest that time, you will make a pretty good deck by looking at any of their deck lists. Like they, Heck yeah. That's They're fantastic for that. There's a reason the majority of people build a certain way, right? Yeah. If you just want to build something out of the box that people have never seen, and then then that's when you do it. Or if you have a certain issue in your meta, uh, the, a lot of graveyard hate, or a lot of you know people are blowing your enchantments up because you like to play enchantments. Ugh. You've bought all the greater oromancies in the city, and I can't find one for my deck. I wonder why, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> also, the smothering ties. Yeah, Brian. Also the smothering ties. I do have the and the eternal the witnesses, surplus. Brian. I don't have eternal witnesses. No, Seedborn Muses. Oh, Seedborn Muses, Brian. Yeah. I got all those. I only have one, and that's all because of you. You're welcome. They're, uh, <laughs> I gave it to you, or, or I gave it to you, or I actually allowed you to buy it. I was actually allowed to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're given the privilege of buying yeah. it. Yeah. Thank um, goodness. Another one that I see all the time is asking what my favorite current commander is. And that, for me, for anyone who knows, I have a crack-like addiction to building decks, so that's a really, really hard one for me. So I'm going to get everyone to go around. We're just going to do our current favorite build. 
<laughs> I will start it off with Sherman. I, I'm just thinking of you, Daniel. It's like, let's see. I have 166 decks. Which one do I like the most? <laughs> do you just go eeny, meeny, money, mo? <laughs> I just pick an archive up all the time now. My, mine, insane. <laughs> mine, hands down, regardless, always my original deck is Locust God. The Locust God is still my favorite. It's is it is card draw. It's me. It just got everything you like built right into the deck. Yeah. So and like I can still I can ramp it up or I can lower it. Like I've I've altered the deck so many times. You know, it got to the point where I kept on uh, decreasing the power level to the point where I don't recognize the deck and I just remapped it. And you know, it's back to the way I like it again. Well, Locust God is just overall a really versatile commander. Yeah, I'm glad they reprinted it. Oh, yeah, that was great. Oh, man, that was crazy. It was like, hey, Commander players, I hear you like the Locust God. Here's a Locust God in your commander deck. But it's it's a great card. Um, There's lots of things that you can do. Like, I like going, like, I like doing the the mill strategy with it because I'll have the Altar of the Brood in there and um, the Sage Road Denizen. On all the insects. Yes. What? Ugh. It's beautiful. Also, I live for the fact that mill is now like official terminology. Te- yeah, yeah. Mill, being, mill being official terms is a great addition to the game. Love it. I don't know where it started, but it's just kind of one of those words everyone says when they're talking about. Yeah. So, oh, it's just wonderful. Uh, Brian, your current favorite commander. Oh, it's so difficult to choose like because I've been I've built, I think, two or three new decks during this whole plague scene. Um, so I, I do have to say like my favorite animals are cats. So my new deck is probably most likely my favorite, which would be Trin and Silvar or Silvar and his food. Yeah. Silvar and his food is good. Yeah. I'll mix. Trin yeah. and Silvar is just a really fun deck to play. Um, I know where Mill came from. Oh, where did it come also, from? Also, <laughs> um, it was, it's just like slang from Millstone and it just got um, taken out. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about Millstone. Everybody, yeah, back in the old the wheel. antiquity. The ancient magic. Um, but yeah, it just got picked up from the uh, the olden days of Magic the Gathering. Back so. when Sherman was in his prime? Yeah, back when Sherman was a young man. <laughs> yeah, when Sherman turned 35, <laughs> Millstone came out. <laughs> Sherman I'm, is immortal. I may look young, but I am old. He never ages. No. He's beautiful. No, uh, until I hit 60, then Look at his bam. perfect skin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then it's just right downhill. Glad you yeah. said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are all thinking it. I might as well just I don't know it. what you're talking about. Uh, Hope, your favorite current commander. You know, I actually had to think about that because as soon as you said, what's your favorite? I was like, I don't, I've never played this game in my life. And I like, completely <laughs> went blank. Uh, just forgot that you matters? had <laughs> Magic. Oh, what? Magic the who? Attracts uh, who? That, well ironically that you say that but uh, as soon as i thought about it i was like oh didoing it's atraxa i love atraxa i love Why are we friends i love him hey i don't play it obnoxiously that's true i play one one counters atraxa and my turns take 20 minutes but i don't play super friends i don't play impact i don't play anything that's kind of annoying i just play like fun. you don't play anything that's annoying you spend 18 minutes putting dice I, on things I every turn i said <laughs> that my turns were long but uh i I just like it. Like I think it's a cool commander. I like that I can either I can um, just come through everybody with what I have on the board, or I can hit with commander damage or whatever. It's a know? really versatile commander yeah. that you can do so lots, many things with. Lots of with. different options. Super so even fun. if you want to switch it up, you could be like, do you know what? I'm gonna actually do it with this. Yeah. You know what you should do? Make an attractive deck where you have a bunch of suspend cards and just proliferate the suspend and <laughs> call it it's coming just you wait just you wait it's coming though it's coming yeah. yeah you just gave me flashback to a game last night where someone suspended and obliterate that's the, that's the way to do it <laughs> I, I thought i had two turns to get out my, my avacyn so i had everything indestructible but nope did i did not it? know there was a card that removed counters yeah so the obliterate came out three turns or two turns early connor uh connor plays the suspend joyra that was and he does, he, that's what yeah. they're playing? Yeah. Yeah, that's the... It's pretty shocking how fast some of those counters can come off. It's nasty. So it followed Obliterate, Ulamog, Ulamog. <laughs> cool. Matt cool, moved cool, to cool, Scoop. Cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Obliterate, Ulamog, Ulamog. I float two whites. Swords to Plowshare, Path to Exile. Yeah. I mean... We're all in this together. <laughs> We're all in this. Don't, don't come for me, Disney. Yeah. Don't don't get us copyright stricken with your accurate singing. 
Nice. <laughs> um, for me, that's like one of the hardest questions. I I don't really have. I have like favorite themes, but choosing a favorite one, it's probably right now Halden and Paco because it's very very fun to yell fetch. Paco fetch when I'm hitting people in the face. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> short of that, like I, it's either that or Wind Grace, and my Wind Grace deck should just be called Daniel's trying to make five Field of the Dead's. Like that's the whole yeah. deck. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I just, I, I build too many decks to pick a favorite every time anyone asks. It's usually whatever my current build is. Uh, I just finished building my Riel, and that deck is extremely fun. Uh, I have two other builds, but I can't tell you guys what they are yet because they're what our next episodes are going to be. So we'll get into that later. Secrets. Uh, Sherman, another question. Yeah, totally. Okay, this was from uh, Lillian of the Veil. Cute. So. What do you recommend to make three-player games more even? So, because, let's face it, sometimes we don't have... You have a two-on-one. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, a three-person game quickly shifts to a 2v1. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, I feel like, I feel like that can be set up at a four-player game, though. A well, 3v1 well, and then a 2v1 and then a 1v1. But you have an extra person to try to make deals with. Yeah, and when you politic, it's... it's it's more difficult because every time you pause, it become officially pretty much becomes a two v one. It's just a lot of flip flopping. Yeah, I don't know. I play three player games all the time, and me and my brothers don't really make deals with each other. Yeah, but you, yeah, but you guys are you a special are, case because yeah. you're playing yeah, magic with three dictators. Yeah. We are special <laughs> for sure. You're definitely a little bit more competitive as well. Yeah, uh, so so I don't really have a good answer for that because I'm used to playing every game three versus four. Like generally, I'm the table's target because. Everyone knows that even my not good decks, if you leave me unchecked, suddenly there's 75 zombies on the field and I'm casting Warp World. I'm yeah. pretty sure the reason you're targeted or the 3v1 is because you're... Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, I threaten the mm. whole table throughout every game. <laughs> yeah. Why is everyone swinging at me? As soon as you threaten if, me, I'm if like... If you naturalize that, I will kill you. Even if you have nothing... Not in the, the game. <laughs> <laughs> even if you have nothing on the field, like you have like two lands and you miss three land drops and you have nothing happening. You know, I'm just like, if you threaten me, I'm like... I'm like, like even some, if you die somebody else can yeah somebody else can be a problem for me but if daniel's being annoying he's <laughs> dead <laughs> so. I, I think maybe maybe planes chase could add a little bit i, was, I definitely would i was gonna say planes chase planes chase yeah. is like a chaotic fourth player or yeah. if it's gonna end up being a 2v1 play arch enemy that's true yeah because yeah, you're doing it anyways well, get the, the get the advantage the way i do it is because when you play was normally especially in this kind of situation right now you know like it's hard to get people over and everything so like three people matches happen quite often what i like to do is we'll play uh our regular deck and then after that we'll switch it around mm, play okay. other people's yes play other people's right i love i love playing other people's decks because yeah. then you're not like looking for a particular combo or whatever kind of especially because like when i play somebody else's deck i don't look to see what's in it i just play it yeah and like you normally it's exciting Normally, when it comes to this stuff, it's like if you're going to local LGS, uh, you might not do this because you're lending out your deck to someone else that you don't know. But what normally when you're playing three players, it's you know the person fairly well. Yeah. Okay. Because you're normally at a person's house, or whatever, or at least that's my experience. Same. So yeah, generally. Yeah. So we know each other's decks so well. It's just like here, use mine. I'll take yours, and you take you know whatever. And right. It's, it's fun to see how somebody else might pilot something like that because it's. Very different. And yep. we talked about that in our CEDH episode a little while back. When, well, when we were talking about CEDH, mind you. And it was like, just because something is quote unquote powerful doesn't mean that the person piloting it is going to know like or exactly understand it. Yeah. What? Yeah. How to combo. Well, Angie mentioned that you played Daniel, one of Daniel's decks yeah. one time and you got a combo off that he was never able to do or something along those lines. So, Oh, lots of times. Hope, even in my group hug deck that I yes, that's that it. I had yeah. never won games with. It's one of my favorites. Hope was able to Genesis wave six deep so that she <laughs> could temple bell herself to get approach of the second sun back and cast it again. And I was wondering, I was like, why would you only gen wave for nine mana? It doesn't make sense. Like, go deep. You have so much untapped mana. But that's why. Yeah. So I guess I have a question. How do you play? How do you guys make a one-player game fair? Because no one wants to play with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off... You, you get a lot of tissues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for crying, for crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely for crying. Wink. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Brian gets it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we have a, another question from another Instagram user, Lee Hunt W. Um, power creep, definitely a thing. How should Wizards of the Coast handle it? Print suboptimal cards or just reprints? Oh, I got so much to say about this, but I'll let you guys this, go first. This could, this could probably be a full episode all on its own. So we already see them coming out with reprints, but they've printed Mana Vault twice in the last... Well, Mana Crypt twice. Sorry, Mana Crypt twice in the last four weeks. Well, because <laughs> honestly, they need to. There is there is just too high of a demand for competitive cards. The, the issue with Magic in general is that we're all at heart kind of competitive players. EDH is supposed to be the like way we come together and play it but most people don't start in edh they come from i played standard i played modern i played vintage they come from another walk of the magic life to say we are all human beings but that's what i mean so people the more they see it the let's be honest cdh gameplay is exciting you see it online you're like oh man like this opening turn soul ring into mana crypt into their four mana commander you're like what yeah. It, it looks crazy and like you see people just go off with these huge huge immaculate plays that storm off they cast and you're like i want to do that a little bit right but traditionally speaking you haven't been able to do that you have unless you already owned the cards building into a cdh deck was a lot of the time very very expensive you either had to have a suboptimal land base and weaker mana rocks you know you had to run an arcane signet instead of your like uh mox whatever one it is any of the moxes to be honest Mm -hmm. like anything that you can run like mana crypt isn't an affordable option most people can't just go drop two hundred dollars on one card for a deck that they might play once a week right looking at you brian (laughs) but when they start to come down a little bit the the crypt has started to come down and it's finally like would you have bought it if it was an over two hundred dollar card like it used to be Exactly, right? But it's starting to come down. You're starting to be like, okay, well, maybe maybe this is it. And as we've talked about, you are just getting into the CEDH stuff, right? You you probably don't Not want to just head. go and <laughs> you you went monocolor. Monocolor is the way to go because you don't Heck have yeah. to you don't have to eat those dual land costs and the shock land costs. Me over here with five color CEDH decks. Yeah, he's a piece of garbage. We don't it. like that one bit. <laughs> I think uh one one person yesterday had a pretty good idea because they were mentioning like how like cards should not be to 200 to say thousands of dollars a card he's like so he was like so in order to keep the say the people's collection and those collectors happy with the price of their cards is to say print them like the the oh oh the world champion ones where they have the gold backing or things along those lines that cannot be used in competitive play uh for people yeah, or, so, or I guess proxies. Like it all comes down to like people are making proxies and alternate. Well, and that's like that. that's just it. The reserve list was a mistake. I'll do an entire episode on the reserve list. Boo hoo that your cardboard isn't going to be worth as much. Like, uh, go ahead. No, sorry, no, that was just, just me. Like, like yeah, yeah oh, me just, recognizing. You're, you're like, just yeah. say okay. louder for the people. In I, the back. I honestly do believe that the reserve list is a mistake, and I own a lot of reserve list cards. I would lose significant amounts of money if they reprinted it and i would be the first one to celebrate that i could crack these dual lands again i'd be the first one happy that more people could put sliver queen into a sliver queen deck yeah like there's just so many cards and some of them don't even make sense to be on the reserve i would love dual lands some are just junk cards yeah it's true because yesterday yesterday yesterday, like when i was just like i'm like okay hope i need to buy all these different cards and i'm listing them off and one of them I'm like mountain goat. Yeah, mountain goat. So it is. It, it's a one-one for one red with mountain walk. Yeah, because I need it it's, for a jank deck. Let's, it's like kind of garbage. It's from like Stronghold or something. Yeah. It's like nothing. It's a nothing card, but it's, it's on, on the, the reserve, reserve list. list. Let's be honest. Lightning bolt has been reprinted a lot. Yeah. There's alpha lightning bolts. Yeah, they exist. Yeah. They're not two dollar cards. No, <laughs> no. They, they sure aren't. Right. No. The, the originals are always going to be, and and that's priceless. just well, it, right? Like, there's going to the always be that. But it's I just still a collector's item. It's antiques. Yeah. The the thing is, this like is Sherman. a playing card game. Like, I understand that it's called a trading card game, but that's not what it's for. Like, it was not meant for. And don't feel disrespected, anyone who hears me say this. But it's not for full grown adults to invest in. This should not be your stock market. Like let's let's be honest about it and stuff. Like <laughs> it's true. At though. the end of the day, like unless you are a store owner, 
store owners might be affected very badly by uh, like a reprint of the reserve list. But like at the same time, more people would play. You would have the ability to get people in because right now, like having a vintage game is just impossible. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you have to find like me, money bags, Magoo. Like there's, I think only four vintage players in the whole city. And one of them is like the owner of one of the biggest game stores. Like there is not many people, not only who could afford it, but would afford it. Like there's, you either played since the start of magic like me and have old, old cards that you somehow didn't break and ruin, or you just have to invest thousands and thousands of dollars for nothing. There's, that's the whole problem with like the EDH thing is it's very fun to play, but why would you go buy a set of dual lands? I honestly, it feels bad to say, but proxy them like until they're affordable, like we're not playing tournaments. You can't, there's no prizing. I, nothing and, to win. I don't see why they wouldn't reprint the duels. They're well, just lands. Because yeah, that's the just, thing. They're just like, oh, well, it's going to be, it, it'll bring the value down too much. Yeah. Who cares? That's why the reserve list was created, yeah. right? Because when they released Chronicles, which was supposed to bring they back pissed. like all these like different cards from a lot of different sets and anything. Oh, everyone whined that their yeah. card price went down. Yeah, and that's how they created reserve list. They're yeah, like, okay, well, tables people, are still more. Basically, than people were tables. just complaining, and so Wizards yeah. was like, "Yeah, okay, yeah. we won't do that anymore." But little did they know, twenty years later, well, you know, maybe I, we should be a squeaky wheel and get the reserve list removed. The problem, <laughs> the problem is that they straight out just didn't anticipate Magic took. There's no way that when they made it, they anticipated it would grow the way that it has. It just exactly. they couldn't have thought of it this way. They, they probably never, not even never, they, there's no way they thought, oh, we're going to have like an online interactive game and we're going to be holding like stadium sized festivals where people yeah. are going to travel across the world to come play. Yeah. So true. You know? It was just like people playing a game. They probably, yeah. when they designed their first set, they probably didn't think like, hey, people are going to have like talk shows about this stuff. People are going to be doing whole spoiler seasons. People are going to do- devote Can't- to Oh, so go, go. I was going to say, like, the amount of time people devote to Magic, there's no way that they could have foreseen it. And I understand the reserve list. I get it for everyone who's going to lose money if they ever, like, abolish it. Like, again, it's unfortunate, but, like, I, I want to play the game better. I would yeah. rather more people can play the game than less people. And I know that that's unfortunate. Like, maybe, maybe Wizards can do something. If you can prove that you own some of the old cards, they can give you some product or... Or if they just did something where it was like Savannah 2 or like whatever, you know, yeah. like, so it's not quite Savannah the Savannah 2.0. Well, like, you know, that, that's the thing with the Taplands, right? They yeah. just try to power it down or anything. Mm. So I can totally understand. Well, and that's why, that's why Shocklands, they, the whole policy is that they can't print anything that's functionally as good. So like by their own rule, they could print Sliver King and that could have three mana to make a sliver instead of two mana because it's not functionally as good as sliver queen yeah. but just like what a stupid rule just reprint sliver queen yeah i i have to say i want to gripe about the the topics of the dual lands mm-hmm. those tapped scryland should not be rare the uh, so here's yeah. the problem That's, the, the temples just grinds are, my gears but but here's the problem the temples are really really good for a different format yeah when you are playing yeah. like you know when you're I mean? playing like arena or like standard, it are really, really where useful. You can, where you can see things because you're not having explosive turn ones on those. Yeah, things. I guess so. So you're trying to, when, you, when you're trying to get to one of your cards to combo off to win, yeah. then the losing scry. a turn to scry and see if you're going to draw it, like, not a big deal. Not everything is for us. Yeah. I know. And I, I just look be. at it going, it like most of it was. The new cultivates, how the fancy art is yeah. a rare and the non-fancy one is still an uncommon. Mm-hmm. I feel that they should have done that. The fancy art rare. The not so fancy. Uh, I don't know. I, I think. Don't know. I, I think as that a promo, I could see that the like Scryland that. would have been. And again, I'm someone who got a foil Temple of Silence as their as their <laughs> Scry. No, no, as my foil pre-release. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't some, feel that bad now. Some, some that people got Brian foil Ugans. Here I am with a. Some people foil. got foil Animal Sanctuaries. Not uh, not all pre-release pack. If I if I got a foil animal sanctuary as my pre-release pack, that would probably be the last pre-release pack I bought ever. Yeah. Light it on fire. That card was trash. Whoever designed ah, it. I have a cat no, deck. you're wrong. It's trash. I have a cat deck. Trash. I, I do want to go back to the oh, question sorry. though, just because we kind of went off off tangent here talking I about reserves. Yeah, but like, what, oh yes. Uh, <laughs> Don't don't you dare go on to the next question. No, I no, I went back to see what the question was. Oh, it's about power creep and everything. Okay. Yes, but like the way Wizards is doing everything, like it's it's 
in my opinion, it's basically too little, too late. Uh, power creep is gonna continue. Well, there's yeah. not much that it can do. Well, let me quickly jump in on that. Sorry, like it's their their whole thing with power creep is they're like, fine, we can't reprint the old strong stuff. Welcome to new stronger stuff. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. Like in uh, in certain formats, it's fine. That's why they created um, Pioneer, right? Because like you know when they first created. Um, modern it, it was only like up to a certain amount of sets and now it's gotten to the point where it's almost like a legacy no, that's why they huge yeah, yeah. They, they had to create a new yeah, one modern is a very big not anymore it's huge right but <laughs> no, yeah not anymore but that's i thought modern was only like the last like eight sets or something oh, no, 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 no. No, no, no no modern's huge pioneers so from eighth edition up okay because i thought it was like scourge or like the around that area up until now but yeah i yeah. I, I haven't played modern for ages yeah we now. used to but not anymore but um the, the problem that you have is that in formats like our format, okay, in Commander, all right, um, your, your whatever cards they print, we have access to at all times, mm-hmm. okay? And that's why I kind of don't mind them listening to the fans, but at the same time, at the same time I don't like it because we're, I'm seeing this with white. I like the where white is for the color pie. I like the fact that it's hard for you to get card draw and hard to ramp. But they're coming out with a lot of stuff for white to do all this stuff. That doesn't fit the color pie. Yeah. And you know what? I'm like, I'm the jank person. I find these cards are outside the color pie constantly. And even I'm not a fan of this. Because the moment you start doing this, everyone expects it. So everyone's, every set, I'm going to have at least one card that does one or the other. Yeah. And within the next, like, couple years all you have are the same like dozen cards for white that are standardized in every single on a white deck well verge rangers verge rangers is a really good example of that because verge rangers is just exceptionally strong it's like an oracle of moldaya esque like sure you still have the restriction of someone has to have more lands than you but you're playing mono white everyone has more lands than you (laughs) you have no ramp yeah i i absolutely love that they added that card because at least it gives like Everyone's not going to run it in their white decks. I guess. Oh, everyone that. would run it in their white decks if it was printed. It was a he commander card. Get it. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I like I was looking at it. I, well, I played it in one of my games and it it saved me. Yep. It it allowed me to well even just being able to look at the top top card of your library, even if it didn't allow you to play lands, but just like okay. My uh my solution to handling power creep is simple. Let's bump commander life up to a hundred. We draw fourteen cards. Let's just <laughs> let's just see where it goes. That's not two hundred card decks. You heard it here first. This is casual magic. I can play two decks. Yeah, <laughs> but that, that's a battle thing. of wits. Price spike. <laughs> price spike incoming. <laughs> no, but like what? Like like I said, like with power creep, it's basically too late. Like they've already started down that road. It, it's gonna get worse, in my opinion. Okay, like I've I've played many, many, many card games, like. During the, my break from Magic. When I first started playing Magic, I stopped after a certain amount of time. Then I played a lot of collectible card games. I played uh, Battletech. I played Middle Earth. Like the original Middle Earth. Then I played Lord of the Rings. I played Overpowered, both DC and Marvel. Yes. I played Lo- uh, Legend of Five Rings. I played a lot. Sherman, okay. you forgot to mention the chiseled stones you used to play with first. Yes, yes, I know. <laughs> but like... We used to carve rocks. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the original. We call this skippity do. Yeah, like, <laughs> but every single one had the same problem when it came down to power creep. Yeah, uh, the moment you start, you everyone expects it, and you keep going. Yeah, and there's there's too much momentum behind it. Yeah, and that basically destroys the game. Well, essentially, they set a they set a really aggressive precedent. Yeah. And I think that we really saw that in the last couple of years. The commander sets gonna be scary. Yeah, <laughs> commander legends. Yeah, I, I don't. You know, it would be funny if they just underwhelmed us all. It was all just like vanilla, not good commanders. Just I like, would buy two. That would be hilarious. I would respect that so hard. They would like, be like, "What did I spend my money on?" No, I still buy the, it. Even with the commander legends coming out, like I, I expect them to come out with a bunch of like uncommon, hopefully commons as well. Was very, very, I very love low. uncommon legends. Low power levels. Some so, of them had really good abilities. Yeah, and like the green blue one that came out in Theros. As much as much as my answer was a joke, though, maybe it is time to do that. And when you have so many things that are rushing to do twenty-one commander damage or forty damage or middle library, 
maybe it's time to just look at like, do we need to up these numbers? Because we're just playing a game. Well, if it's 40 life, 60 life, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. But if people are feeling like they're not able to actually play the game enjoyably anymore, they're going to stop. And power creep is not going to go away at any point. People are just going to keep, they're going to, they're not going to stop printing it because the- they, they know people buy it. They, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, one of my friends kind of filled me in on this. They played competitive Yu-Gi-Oh! And what, uh, again, it's still Wizards who does Yu-Gi-Oh! What they do in that it's set to is, duel, yes. Yes, is they will print very strong cards. And essentially there's no way to play without these strong be- uh, cards because they are so strong. And then they'll ban them. So you have to buy the cards to be competitive, but then they just ban them because then they're like, oh, well, it's no longer problematic. We ban them. But then they'll unban them sets later so that you have to go back out and rebuy them. And it's I, I can see them kind of going that way with it because they are printing cards that are just getting flat out banned. I hope they don't. But like even with the power creep in the end. OK, doesn't even matter. Technically, yes, myself. because because no, no. Hear me out because I've mentioned this a few times in Reddit and I got some flack for it. But I, I stay, stay true to this. OK, you don't have to be the jerk. Okay, you don't have to join the arms race. You could be there playing casually. Like if like we we as a group, we have very strong decks. Okay, we still have the store owner be like, hey, this person's new. They've never played it on stuff, and yeah. we'll still sit with like a, an eight power deck and be like and play it at like a four. Yeah, it is still down to the person that's playing the cards where they want yeah. to put that card in their deck or not, where they want to play it or not. True. Okay, there's a lot to do with the pilot. Well, yeah. and how you play it as well. Yeah. Exactly, it makes a big difference. You don't have like even with the auto power creep. Okay, you don't have to join the arms race. That's the reason why I got into Jank. It's because I did not want. To, I refused to join the 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 arms race. So I started making Jank decks to lower the arms race because I wanted to show everyone it's not about competing in that way. It's about getting together, having fun. Joking around with everyone. Okay. I think that's why I, I started that. Well, I think for me, that's one of the reasons that I have such an affinity for chaos decks is because it's kind of the same vibe. Like, it's just silly <laughs> and fun and whatever. You know, it's why I like Atlas, it's why I like Braids. It's yeah. why, you know, like. Why Mo, you snark you, sir? All chaos, just. Yeah. Everyone like, gets everyone hurt. Everything is on. Everything is on fire. Everyone loses twenty life. Look, Look under your chair. chair. <laughs> so, uh, I think we we chatted on this topic for a little bit. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, uh, on to the next one. This is by R. Dilgart. Um, sure. How to make affordable competitive decks for beginners? Listen to our Halden and Paco episode. Yeah, yeah, that, that is very, that is a good spot affordable. for it. Uh, Halden and Paco Golos. are a good competitor, uh, competitive one. Yeah, Golos is pretty good. He can fix your land base really easy. Um, Which we also have an episode about. Yep. Check it. There is uh, there is a lot. Mono blue is actually pretty affordable if yeah. you don't go into the free counter spells. You can have uh, I I talk to people all the time and say use Kefnet the Mindful because he's indestructible. He's very hard to remove. And he has a mana sink for if you don't dump your mana, you're not just saving it up for those counter spells. And you can pretty easily go into a leveler, Thassa's Oracle combo with that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there, there's many, many things. It all really depends, A, what play style do you like and what kind of competitive decks are you coming against? Because you just have to beat, you just have to beat your meta. Yep. That's all there is to it. Like, if, if Flash Hulk is the is the meta of the day, build Gaddock Teague with uh, Torpor Orb or yeah. whatever, right? Like that's what I did, and it was hilarious. No one, no one with Flash Hulk was able to do that because I just made a deck that shut down graveyard plays, shut down going through your deck plays, and shut down ETBs. It was annoying. And and I think, no one can oh, use Flash anymore, anyway. So. <laughs> well, another thing to note that I would like to say is that um, not to just like self promote, but if this is uh, a question that you really want to get into, because there's a lot to talk about. Like Daniel said, it really depends on your playstyle and your budget and what kind of colors you're into. Um, so I would really recommend joining our discord and like reaching out to some of the deck builders there we do have like we said a really really active community and a lot of people that are into cdh including daniel of, of course so yeah i will if, if you daniel have a webcam or a way to play i'll test your cdh totally. decks with you. i have a i have a box of them. he'll be really happy to help you with that so that's just something that i want to throw out there he that's loves a really the good dark option. magic i yeah. do love the dark magics so well and yeah like i i am willing to help people work on their lists and see kind of what's not suboptimal or 
maybe help focus a little bit more because I do know that that's my wheelhouse. Sherman knows the jank cards. I, I know what's competitive and I know what beats a lot of the current competitive meta. Like people are playing Thassa's Oracle and stuff. I'll, I'll give you suggestions to beat that outright. That no, won't cost you an arm phase. and a leg. I'd say also aggro decks. Like so a lot of these a lot of these CDH decks need to set up. Yep. Oh mono they, red. Yeah. yeah. So if you if you want to make like a, an aggro say like well Kalia, job her at four and you're swinging in with big uh, big creatures. Um or or again like mono red goblins. Perforous, bronze blooded. Uh, honest, yeah. honestly, uh Tan of the Blood Sower and Sidar mm-hmm. are a really, really good option. You have a lot of good ramp. You don't have the blue protection. But you have the option to basically kill anyone at the table in the first two or three turns with commander damage with how strong that is. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have any of the faster ramp. The, the more you can put into your ramp package, the stronger that deck's going to be. But like, th- don't get it wrong. Those hit like a truck. Like I hit Brian in a game with Tana for like 500. Yeah, I was not impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will, I'll block with this 4-4. Four, four. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, are those your blockers? Yeah. Okay, it's now 500-500. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, there's no way to do it. <sighs> that, that's why you need banding. No, he, he needed he needed <laughs> to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but there, like, there's just certain ways to build, right? It, it doesn't have to be expensive. Uh, just know that mono green isn't going to stomp your opponents in CDH. It's just not going to happen. Mono green runs out of steam too quickly. The, the best thing to do is to honestly find something realistically in the teamer colors teamer just got so much support mm-hmm. you've got red to shut things down you have blue for some control Holland and paco fit in those colors because they are just such significantly good cards for what they do but any teamer commander is going to give you what you need there well and paco's taking their cards from them you're you're preventing them from possibly yep. using their win con yeah it's like, true I, I would say if I you can get a hold of Holden and paco that is probably one of the Best budget commander sets for CDH. Now, I want to add to everything you're saying here, Daniel, um, to make a budget deck. Uh, on Reddit, I've I've tried going to the CEDH post, and uh, in all honesty, I can't comment on them just because like, I'm still trying to learn all the different deck yep. types and everything. But one of the things that I see a lot on there is people asking, is it okay to use proxies? And every single time I've read that, question like the replies for the question every single one of the cedh players said yes and their explanation is that cedh is not for everyone we don't want you to invest like five thousand dollars into a deck that you won't use and plus along with that it's you're you're playing um a game where we play a lot of alters okay and most of those alters or special or things like that are going to be proxies and we're not a com- sanctioned competitive format. So, Well, that's that's what I was going to say. Until there is prizing in CDH tournaments, then official cards kind of go out the window because you're yeah. just trying to play magic, right? There's not Now, don't get it twisted. If you are coming out to a tournament-based event, do not bring proxies and stuff like that. Agreed. Like don't Agreed. don't bring them out to like a Wizards thing where there's no. prizing on the line because that is wrong. Other people are other people are doing it. Build with what you have there, but for if you're just especially getting into it, don't do not drop five thousand dollars on no. a deck just to see if you like it. Yeah, that is a horrible idea. Build the collection up, replace what's expensive when you can afford it if you like it. Because again, there's many decks I've seen people play that they just are like, "Ooh, I don't really like this." They'll take it apart after four or five games. That's not the price point to do that. No. And, and oh. the other the other thing is like, what are, what are you going to do? Are you going to not go and support your LGS by spending $300 on a deck because you can't afford the 600 extra dollars of lands to play the deck? So then what? Nobody wins. The store gets no money because you're not going to come out and play. Like, of course, play the game, go out, buy cards, obviously, but like, don't, don't restrict yourself budget wise when you're playing CDH. Like, unless again, there is prizing. You're at a local game store that's doing a night like that. Then play like that. But a lot of us right now, we're all playing online. Like, just play whatever. Like, I don't care. Right on an island, which you have to do. Yeah. Yeah, there's uh, someone yesterday, actually, we were playing. Um, and they're testing out a new deck. So they're like, I originally had 75 proxies, but now I'm down to 40-something. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I'm fine. I like, like Daniel has always said is he wants to play against your idea or your deck list, yeah, not, not your wallet. Your wallet. 
Yeah. And I have to say, I, I really uh, like hearing that is like for our community. It's great. And that's how I, in all honesty, if you want to play against someone's wallet, I don't think this is the game for yeah, you. Yeah, I, I don't think you should be able to buy that advantage and stuff. Again, if you're in a tournament and there's prizing and stuff, yes, then of course invest in it, right? Like invest in the cards. If you think that you can win this, go buy the cards and stuff. But this is not a tournament format. There's there's no like, pardon pardon my phrasing, but having the biggest dick at the table doesn't matter in EDH. Like you're playing. You're playing with your friends, right? It doesn't matter if you win every game. You're I just in the there's an article going up Monday morning and in it it says if you're winning all your games, you're not growing as a player. You're not getting any better. Agreed. You're yeah. you're saying you're staying stagnant. You're not coming from behind. You're not really having fun. You're just beating up on the table. Well, and and it should be said that Commander is the an EDH sorry is the most casual of official formats. Yeah, it's just what it's supposed to be. So if you're looking at it super seriously all the time, on maybe just like take a step back. Yeah, I'm like this. It, is, it should be for going out and having fun. It with should your be friends. fun. Actually, friends? that's <laughs> that's actually a good point. That leads into another question that I I see a lot is that what do you guys do when you have a group or an individual always being like salty or annoyed at certain cards that you play personally yeah i do it more same <laughs> <laughs> i should have known i you guys do it more that. until people like grow up and stop doing it because again yeah. like it's a game it's a game and you you should don't take it. yourself so seriously yeah. there's there there's one exception to this if you're bringing out uh eda like a cedh level deck against your casual friends that annoys them and uh dick. for everyone who deals with that do what I do. Say, congratulations, you won. We're going to keep playing the game. And I guarantee they're going to stop playing their two-turn win deck when they're the ones who have to sit out. When you don't pick up and scoop and everyone else keeps playing the game and you give them the pat on the back like, Good job. congratulations, you guys won. Yeah, I prestiged level one. Yeah, my, my little brother, I've actually done that so much that now he just calls it prestiging. And after he wins with an infinite combo, he shuffles up, waits till his turn comes back and starts again very funny which is like again it's a casual format so i don't care if he wants to quote unquote prestige i think that's hilarious yeah we still go after him we every still contribute everybody to still gets to play and yeah. exactly he's still contributing to the game and like it's just chill times i'm just gonna start bringing like a salt shaker and- yeah i uh <laughs> that'd be so funny my my brother's solution for it was he made i can't even remember who his commander was it was something mono blue but he just put only counter spells and like dosing of perfection in the deck. And that was pretty much wow. it. And he just, if, if you were playing those salt things and someone was really going out of your way, I think his deck was like $200 total. And all he did, he was he would just grudge counter that one person. He would just, it wouldn't matter what else was going on, who killed him, who did it. He just would set out to ruin that player's day to stop them from doing that stuff. I remember you made a deck yeah, I to also- counter one person at the LGS. <laughs> Yeah, I have a few of those decks. They're very fun. <laughs> I, I I built... Um, I like to meta wreck. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a, a Akira the Glass Spinner deck. So uh, all of my stuff... So you you're target, a monster. You all had to target <laughs> my stuff twice if you really wanted to remove it, but I can't target the first time if my hand's full of counters. Yep. Yeah. And then I have the other stuff that steals stuff. And I think I was playing against um, a, a few friends of ours and... They just got tired of me stealing their stuff yeah. and ha- and having them get upset with me because of how my deck's playing because they didn't get to play their magic. I was playing their magic. Yeah. Um, I got kind of upset with my deck. I did not enjoy playing it because it just kept salting everyone. It, so a, I ended up removing it. And it brings like a bad vibe it's to the table. It's a fine line. Like it's, yeah. You should try to make your deck fun for other people to play against, in my opinion. But... Like, there's fun ways to play stacks. We have a stacks player that we play with, oh, and I and I enjoy <laughs> and I enjoy playing with him. I think that I think his decks are really good, and he is just flat out unrepentant in how he does it. <laughs> he just he's like, yeah, man, that's crazy. But anyways, he blows up all the lands with smothering ties out, and he's just like, yeah, like it's I don't even know why someone would do that. So anyways, do you pay <laughs> that? so anyways, do you pay that too? Or oh wait, you don't have land. Okay, cool. Um, but he's really funny about it, and also like he, like like Daniel said, he's unrepentant, and I respect that hard. But, but he plays, there's he's still, he's there's fun. nothing quite like when a player is just like, oh, I'm gonna roll to see who who gets the the the, the thing that's cowards. Gonna, the, yeah, I'm target like, me. Own it. 
and he always owns it. All right, if it's one to six, it's Daniel. That's a six out of dice. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I love that he does that. I think it's awesome. And even like he has a stack stack that like, what what was the new one? I can't even remember. Was it Urte, the Yeah. And like, what it, that but it was Sorry. funny. You can there's sack like, a creature or enchantment to counter target spell. So oh. What? So like, there's no like winter orb in it. There's no like. But it's very solid. He's got a lot of stacksy protect himself yeah. enchantments. He was calling it his not stack stack stack, and I'm like, love that. Yeah. It's really cool. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. So it, like, there there's there's ways. I also like, have even an in, deck. It is even, very fun. But like even in quote unquote me. like annoying play styles, like there's still room for fun. And yeah. like stacks is annoying, but he made it fun. Oh. What was it? Your your brother's new blue deck. This is my I play your deck. Yeah, my brother has no. a Sakashima, Sakashima yeah. deck, and all he does is he he clones things, and it's so funny to see people get salty because all he's doing is playing what they're playing. Yeah, but like they're getting angry because he's doing it because it's it's just Sakashima encounters. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, I'll cast Ulamog, and then he'll be like, I too will cast. I'll, <laughs> I'll clone Ulamog and I'll bounce your Ulamog, and that oh, he's it's so funny. I uh, I genuinely enjoy that one. He especially because whenever they get mad, he's like, "Is your card?" Yeah. <laughs> They're like, "I'll cast my Ulamog, our Ulamog." <laughs> yeah, we're a team. I'll oh make a God. second copy of that with this card. Oh, it ignores the legendary. It's, it's so his communism deck. <laughs> oh, so Sakashima. The fun thing about that, real fun, is it uh, clones the card, but not the name. So mm-hmm. you can have two Ulamogs on the field. Yeah. It's pretty annoying. Yep, it sure is. Pretty cool. But yeah, we uh, we do have some other questions, but we're we're gonna save those for another time. We're we're kind of coming to the end of our time here already. Yeah, oh, man. It uh, it went it went by faster than normal because again we're back in the same room. We have lots so of opinions. <laughs> yeah, we do have lots of opinions. Um, make sure that you guys are checking out. The, we have weekly articles that are coming out. We have lots of great writers. Mm-hmm. Go on, support them. Tell them what you think. Uh, interact with us on the instagram facebook be a part of the discord yeah yeah and that's the thing it's like we do have a lot of really amazing partners and we're really really lucky in that and i think that yeah checking out those articles there's definitely something for everyone and it's really cool to see different opinions from outside your country or your meta you know it's really cool and if you have someone who's never heard of power levels you can always point him back to our uh how to how to tier your deck or how to how to power grade your your deck i honestly uh, am seeing that get more traction and i like seeing people use that yeah. list because i do like the way that we decided like to power scale it because not everything can be a 10 right so yeah. if you are wondering where your decks sit definitely check that article out we'll get uh, another link up to it so that people can go see it and check that episode out as well it's very interesting there oh. there are links to our discord on all our social media platforms uh, so that's Twitch, Instagram, and Facebook, uh, as well as you could probably most likely find that image on our Insta or sorry, our website, insta99.com. Heck yeah. I totally forgot to mention our website on the stream yesterday, but we do have a an announcement. We are collaborating, or well, I shouldn't say we, but there's four content creators and yeah, we are four, one of four them. groups podcasts video creators kind of thing yeah and, and we're two do- of them are our, are our partners yeah. yeah and we're doing something that we're calling the mega bowl mega bowl so we streamed this yesterday and basically what happens is each content creator we had a we added uh 25 commanders to a list and then we randomized three commanders for each of us and now we have to pull everyone and see who which commanders do you want to see us build so um where we pulled it and the commanders that we got well actually we should mention who we're we're doing this yeah so who who, who's part of the mega so yeah so we have uh the elder dragon skype lander yeah with casual jake our fave our fave we love him i love him uh (laughs) Get a room, you two. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and then we have uh, um, well, Brennan from the Canada Geeks. Uh, he has his own Discord room and everything along those lines. Uh, great guy. He writes for he, he writes some of our articles. Yeah, another one of our partners yeah. we work with. And then uh, I can't remember who's doing Cardboard, cardboard Command. Command, yeah. But I can't remember who's doing it. For oh, from the command. Cardboard Command. Yeah. One of their members, yeah. 
Um, yeah, I I'm, I'm sorry, buddy. I'm sorry. It's uh, a big project. It's I a big it. project. We have a lot of people that are on this and everything, but, um, so the commanders that, uh, I got, I know we're running late on time, it's but fine. it's fine. All right. But, uh, the commanders that we got here and I'm playing and it's supposed to be a budget of up to a hundred dollars us, not including lands. Okay. So it is a budget. Um, Not I including got, lands. Dual land build. Dual land build. He has, he, has to give, he has to give those away. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't give away. I at said the end what too. I said. <laughs> okay, so the first one I got. Grow up, Sherman. Someone's gonna be very lucky to get that. <laughs> But yes, okay, carry on, carry on. Oh, yeah. So you guys building $100 US budget. Yeah, one of the commander lands. options one that we have. One of the commander options we have is Omnath, Locus of the Royal. Omnath, Omnath of the, the River. River. Yes, correct. Yeah. The second one <laughs> Get is uh, uh, Sidri, Galvanic Genius. Oh, mm, yeah. Artifacts. Okay, artifacts and whatnot. That's so right up his alley. The third one, which I'm really excited for, Aaron was just grown and just like, no, please don't. I, I'm here for it. It's Thantis the Warweaver. That is a cool card yeah. for that, sure. That was like one that of one. the commander options from the Lord Wingrave deck. Everyone yes. must Spy attack. Door, yeah, we love. So, but like, we're going, we're going to ask everyone um, which one that we should, uh, we should build. Yeah, poll's going to go up. Everyone vote on what you want to see. It's uh, Sherman who's who's building on ours. So what do you want to see Sherman build and Sherman play? Like, do you want to see a Thantis? Do you want to see aggro Sherman? Do we want to see artifact Sherman or Sherman in a river? Yeah. <laughs> Sherman's finally bathing. <laughs> smell it. <laughs> wow. Take it. The, the quarantine mouse. smell. <laughs> <laughs> I have the hair. All right. I got to get it. I got to get it. I should have just shaved my head. But yeah. yeah, so we'll be getting a, a poll going here most likely on Monday. And I think it's going to be running for a week, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Very so, exciting. So yeah, keep the uh, keep your uh, eyes out for that, guys. And uh, I think we'll see you next week. Yep. Catch you later. Bye. See ya. <laughs>